Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans. My name is Clint. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, whether you are looking to connect with your Scottish ancestors, you're a history buff looking to understand Scotland's wild history better, or you just watched an episode of Outlander and became curious, this is the podcast for you, my friends. Rather than discussing general Scottish history, I focus on the clans specifically. Some episodes are academic, trying to understand how clans worked, what they were, etc. And some episodes are telling the cool stories from Scotland's colorful past. Some episodes combine the two. So whether you're new to the subject or a professor of Scottish studies, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited about a few things I have coming up in the very near future. Um, I have an actual, I'm getting into taking this excitement and passion for studying about the Scottish clans into live audiences. Next month, I have a speaking engagement at an event that I will give more information on in the near future. So if you are a Utah resident or within short driving distance of the Wasatch Front, then you may be interested in some forthcoming information. But I'm excited to actually start speaking to live audiences. Not that I don't love doing this and sharing this with you who are listening, you're driving along your car, out doing yard work and listening to this podcast, however you're doing it. Um, I really, I really uh, am excited to just have a live audience. I'm, I'm a teacher by background. I'm used to being in front of class, in, up in the front of classrooms, in front of students, and I'm looking forward to doing that with this subject. So that's coming up. Another thing I've got coming up this weekend I'm very excited for this. I've got an interview with a Scottish professor, uh, more well, a professor that currently teaches in Scotland. I'll have more information on who that is coming up, but that's it'll be recorded this weekend and and then published as an episode of this podcast very soon afterwards. I'm very excited to start doing more guests on. And thank you, Ethan Hunt, for helping me get off to a good start with that. That's coming up. Uh, something else I'm really excited about is not something that is going to happen in the future, but something I just wrapped up, which was my online course. I finished up uh, an online course on the origins of the Scottish clans. In fact, it's called Origins of the Scottish Clans 101. It's meant or designed to be like a mini college course. It has different video segments with visual aids as I teach about the origins of the Scottish clans, but then I also, and, and my teaching includes scholarly material. It's not just me regurgitating what's on Wikipedia or uh, just making stuff up and coming to my own conclusions. I, I, I tried, to made it, ma- tried to make it very sound and something you can really sink your teeth into. I've got attached and embedded in the course modules further reading with scholarly articles that have been read, and you might come to different conclusions, but I'm going to provide you not only my content, but the content of other people, other scholars, to, so that you can dive in. You may, might come to your own conclusions, and they may or may not be the same as mine, but the, the journey is what's fun about it, and the dialogue that we open up in the meantime. And then I also provide references for further reading if you want to go out and buy further books on the subject. So it's got a lot of, very similar to how a college course is is structured and set up without the time commitment, being able to take it at your own pace. I do even include a writing, uh, a few writing assignment ideas. And so you can make that as scholarly as you want if you just want to turn on the modules and listen to the video content as you're doing something else. Or if you really want to dig in and treat this like a college course, I've priced it to 
make sure that the people who are actually investing in this are serious. And when I say investing, I mean investing in their own knowledge. Um, so it, I price it a higher than somebody who's just going to casually pay for it and then just never complete the course, but not out of reach. Um, I'm not saying the price on it because that may change in the coming years. It might go up or down. I might do deals or whatever. So I'm, I'm just going to say go on there if you want to check it out and see how much it is. Go to scottish-clans.com forward slash origins, and that will provide you the link to get you to the course. Um, I will say this. I'm offering a substantial discount on the course for the first 10 people who want to sign up and use the passcode beta uh, it's just signed up for the first 10 people to do it, and then it's gone. But the obligation that you have is to provide me feedback on how to make the course better. All right, so uh, there it is. It's it's open, it's published, it's ready to go for the world. There might be some tweaks made to it in the future, but I'm pretty happy with what I've created there, and I'm, I think it really will be a benefit to people who are studying their Scottish ancestors or just Scottish history because they're interested, and they don't want to take decades to come to the point that I've come to, like I have. They can speed up the process in a few short hours and, uh, and then move on from there. And I provided a very strong diving board to push out and project into the future with further knowledge and further discovery on the subject. All right, enough of that, but that's just, I just want to share with you guys some things I'm really excited about. Um, and we're, we're just doing some new things with this effort on the Scottish clan. So anyway, thanks for joining me today. Let's get into what we've talked about. As like I said, there's a continuation of the previous uh, episode. And in the last episode, we covered, well, okay, let me tell you what this, this podcast is and what it's not. So just to refresh on some things we covered last time, this is a crucial time. The Battle of Bannockburn, 1314, Robert the Bruce and, um, and an English army and he defeats them at the Battle of Bannockburn. There's a lot of material on that. The, the goal of the podcast is not to talk about the actual battle. This, this content was inspired by Michael over at Clans and Dynasties on YouTube. Great channel. Go check him out. Lots of really cool stuff on there. He had a, an episode that was um, titled, I can't remember the exact title on it, on it, something to the effect of which clans fought at Bannockburn. Now, he took a really interesting approach to it. He did look at contemporary or near-contemporary sources, things that were written not too long after the Battle of Bannockburn. And the, the problem with studying this is, is that the sources there don't talk about, they don't give a roll call of who all showed up to fight. So it's really hard to say exactly who was there and who wasn't. But we do know several of the major commanders that were there and where they were pulling their troops from, the geographical origins of their their forces that they commanded. And so that's a clue. That's a clue as to whether somebody would have been there or not. It's just a clue. It doesn't say yes or no, but it provides us something to go with. And so, and then toward the end of his video, he has a screen displayed of a list of clans who claim to have been there. Now, what this is, is not going down every one of those clans one by one and saying whether they were there or not. It's just a sampling of just a handful of those clans 
And what we want to do is not say definitively whether they are there or not. Yes, this clan claims to have been there, but they for sure weren't. That's not my goal. My goal is, was this clan even in existence? Because it's a really interesting point in Scottish history. This is a point where a lot of the clans, as we would recognize them today, by the names we would recognize them today, were forming. Some had already been formed and some would yet form. And we'll touch on a few of those throughout last podcast, this and the one to come. And like I mentioned in the sources that are there, my sources are, I, first, I always try to start off with something scholarly if I have the choice, if I have the, the material at hand. That's not always easy to get, one, because um, just there's a lot out there, and I, I don't have room on my shelves for every single book that's ever been written, nor do I have the money for all that. But two, not every clan is as scholarly studied as others. Super easy to find scholarly content on the Lords of the Isles and the McDonald's and their various branches or the Campbells. But for other clans, they may have something that was written back or published in the 1800s. And you can find it on archive.org and download a PDF of that. I've done that a lot of times. And some of my content comes from there for sure, like the um, genealogical history of the earldom of Sutherland. I have a PDF of that, and I do believe I consulted that for the Gordons, which I covered last episode. But if I have a scholarly source, I'll tell you that I do. Otherwise, I was looking at, yes, Wikipedia pages, but then looking down in the notes to see if they have anything more scholarly from there, which they often do. Other times, and I really like doing this, is so Wikipedia is good for a for to go down the reference sections and see where you can go from there, where because the, some of them are the articles are very well cited, but I also like going to the that specific clan's website. Now with clans today, it's not an actual clan; they're clan associations, clan side societies. It's a little bit little bit different than what existed in the fifteen or sixteen hundreds, but I like to hear it from them. Where do they say they came from? All right, so uh, that's where I got some of my... That, if I couldn't find something scholarly on that, I would go to those sources. Now, in the case of the Campbells, they do actually, their Clan Campbell Society of North America, ccsna.org, I think, .com, try that out. Anyway, they actually have quite a bit of content that's scholarly on theirs. So, and they, I, do, I do believe they draw from W.D.H. Seller, who's a scholar that's written extensively on the clans that came from Argyle. Anyway, so that is one clan website that exists by that clan's association today that provides some scholarly. Other times, they're just regurgitating what the Collins Clan and Family Encyclopedia says about their clan. So there you go. And so I would, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that the Collins Clan and Family Encyclopedia, which seems to be the Bible of clan histories, um, if that wasn't part of my source ultimately if any given wikipedia clan article is it almost seems like it's like 70 percent any pick just pick a clan go to the wikipedia article 70 percent of that's just copied and pasted right from that collins uh scottish clan of family encyclopedia so it's it's liberally used by wikipedia but they it does there's other sources in there and so i'm not it's worth using so there's my sources just wanted to, to establish that right off the bat last episode we touched on, we, we talked about the Campbells, the Douglases, the Gordons, and the Keiths. All right, so today we're going to pick up with the Kennedys and then go from there. Um, the, the Kennedys are an interesting clan, 
because they fly right in the face of those who claim that clans were unique to the highlands. I'm not going to go into that because I believe I've discussed it at length and I have tons of other episodes you can look into for discussion on that. I did recently listen to a BBC podcast with Murray Piddock in it, a Scottish historian, and in that interview, at the end of it, the interviewee, I can't remember her name, she asked him to state some of the major myths of Scottish clans. One of them, he said, is that they all spoke Gaelic. And by extension of that, now, this is interesting because where the Kennedys come from in southwest Scotland was Gaelic speaking, even though it was not considered Highland. Okay, so don't, the the lines are not comfortably and evenly drawn. The boxes and the little categories that we like to neatly put everything, they don't work here. And the Kennedys are a great example of that. They did, they were Gaelic speaking up until the 15, maybe even into well into the 1600s. At that part where the Kennedys held sway, I should say. And it, if you want to see some scholarly work on that, try Hector McQueen. In his survival and success, the Kennedys of Danur, he provides a description of the Kennedys as a kindred from Galloway that accompanied Duncan. So this is Duncan is Fergus, Lord of Galloway's grandson. So they accompanied Duncan into Ayrshire as Duncan received the lordship, which later became the earldom of Carrick. So they're originally there out of Galloway, which if you look at the timelines on when that would have happened, they the Kennedys would have been a kindred already established by the time of Bannockburn. All right. Um, yeah, well, well established by then. So am I saying the Kennedys were for sure there? No, they claim to have been and they were indeed in existence. And that part of um, of Scotland is where Robert the Bruce had his original power base, okay? So they would may have been associated with him from an early date. I'll let you guys look into that. This is not meant to be uh, ex- um, discourse on the Kennedys, but there I gave you Hector McQueen as a scholarly source to study on them, and you can look more, uh, more up on them. But they were a clan by the time of the ba- Battle of Bannockburn, so it's feasible. Next one I want to talk about is, so this is kind of mixed up, the uh, McFarlands. Now, the McFarland Wikipedia page does not claim that they were at Bannockburn. However, History of the Clan McFarland by James McFarland, which was published in 1922, does claim that they were present at the Battle of Bannockburn. Now, this is interesting because, and this is the clan that my ancestry from, that my ancestry from Clan McFarland was what sparked my interest in this whole topic. It was the genesis of the whole thing. And so this is personal to me, but guess what? I've got I've to call this out here that they, the McFarlands were not a clan. Now, their ancestors, the McFarlands come from a junior branch of the earls of Lennox, a junior son who did not inherit the earldom, but did inherit the lordship of territory within the Earldom of Lennox, which would be on the northwestern shore of Loch Lomond. And they held it by charter from a very early date, which they were one of the first clans to hold their lands by charter. So, But that was their ancestors. When they first got that land, there was no McFarland because Parlin, the namesake of the clan, wasn't there yet. It was just the younger brother of the Earl of Lennox, who had inherited lands, and this this 
close familiar association continued over the generations. Parlin comes later. In fact, Parlin, um, he died several years after Bannockburn. So he was, I don't know whether he was actually at Bannockburn or not, but if the one that you're taking your name from as a clan was alive during the battle, then there could not have been a clan McFarlane at the time. They would have been followers of the Earl of Lennox. It is possible that there was a kindred called McGilchrist after a member of this family of the House of Lennox. Uh, There may have been a group of people starting to adopt the name McGilchrist until Parlin came along. I I really want to know. Parlin is not very well attested in the historical record, and I want to know why he was so awesome that the whole clan took their name after him instead of continuing on with McGilchrist or just adopting the Lennox as a surname or something like that. Anyway, the McFarlands were not a clan by the time of Bannockburn, but their ancestors were very close, the very close family to the Earls of Lennox at the time of Bannockburn. Parlin was not very far uh, distantly related to the, the, uh, the line of the Earls of Lennox. And the Earls of Lennox were very, very stout supporters of Robert the Bruce. Part of his, after the battle of the disastrous Battle of Methven, and he was on the run, just scrambling for his life. Part of his route took him right through the earldom of Lennox, and the Earl of Lennox was right there helping him escape his pursuers and making sure he got through in one side and out the other side of the territory of Lennox and out to where he could catch a boat, probably provided by Angus Og MacDonald and shipped off to safety. So their ancestors were absolutely loyal to Robert the Bruce, fought at Bannockburn, but they were not a clan at the time. So there's that. Next one, I want to talk to tons of cool, just tons of cool content there. And I got to not turn it into a, a whole episode on the one clan themselves. I got to use some discipline, but we could, there's all sorts of stories tied up in there and probably provide a great content for a future episode, but we're going to move on. So now we're going to go to the clans that were descended from Summerled. Now we're not going to really address the McRory's because they, tapered out as a clan not very long after the, just a few generations after the Battle of Bannockburn, because you'd have good John of Islas marries the McRory heiress. Now there's, there's, you can get tangled up a little bit on who should have inherited what, but the way it actually went was Anya McRory married good John of Isla and had kids by him. And one of those kids was Ronald, and he begets the McDonald's of Clan Ronald. And through him, he inherits his mother's territory as the McRory heiress. And so the McDonald's of Clan Ronald really look, they are the, the rebranded McRory's, basically. Their territory that became the McDonald's of Clan Ronald territory was what used to be the McRory territory. So we're not going to focus on the McRory so much, but the other clans that do descend from... Summerled, we've got McDougal, McDonald. We could go farther into McKeon of Ardnamurchan, the McAllisters. We're going to touch on specifically the McAllisters as one of the branches of the McDonald's. Okay, so at the time of the Battle of Bannockburn, McDonald's were probably starting to use the surname McDonald, but it was just timeline, just Chronologically, they were probably more like an extended family than a broadly established clan with with various branches all over the Highlands and Isles. 
like they would become later. So Angus Og, or Angus, that could mean the young, or it could mean Angus Jr., that Og um, and Mor were often used as what Mor means great in Gaelic, and Og means young. Sometimes that was used as senior and junior. Angus Og was the grandson of Donal. So his dad would have been the first person actually who was literally MacDonald, the son of Donald. Alistair, from whom descend the McAllisters of the Loop, was an uncle to Angus Og. So a, a younger son of the, of the original Donald. So he would have also been a MacDonald. So you see the McAllisters, their, their ancestor, Alistair, was an actual MacDonald, son of Donald. So they were, they were, uh, but it's just that that line did not adopt the Donald surname. They took their name from Alistair, but they come from the same family. But like I said, time-wise, at the time of Bat- Battle of Bannockburn, this is probably just cousins. And if you want to, I don't know, I've never set a, a rule, and I don't, and haven't seen anybody else either set a rule about how broadly extended this family's got to be before it's considered a clan. But, so I, you, you can call them a clan, I guess. Sometimes I refer to my own, like, Clan Edwards, and I'm just talking about my grandpa and my, my family, parents, siblings, my aunts and uncles, cousins, as Clan Edwards. Um... It, you can definitely start looking like a clan depending on how many kids were born to the family at, at any given generation. But uh, that's where the McDonald's were at the Battle of Bannockburn. So now the McDougals, and they're, they're significant in this because they sided against Bruce. They almost, after, like I mentioned before, Robert the Bruce is scrambling for his life and trying after the Battle of Methven. They pass through territory that's close to where the McDougals hold sway. They ambush him and almost just undo the whole thing right there. Do him in, the whole the whole group. But they survive. They push through the ambush. Uh, the McDougals were no friends of Robert the Bruce, partly because John Cummin III, the Red Cummin, was the brother-in-law of the chief of the McDougals. Like I said, generationally, the McDougals have... Uh, one generation head start on the McDonald's as Dougal, who was, Dougal was Summerled's son. So the first generation after Summerled. And so Donald, who the McDonald's take their name from, was his nephew. Were they a clan yet? I don't know. I'll let you guys decide that. But that's where they stand chronologically. So the McDonald's, the McAllisters, who were the cousins and and actually their their namesake would have been Donald's brother and then the McDougals that's where they all are timeline and generationally I don't know if that works maybe I ought to click um, make a well you know what I did you know what you ought to do you ought to go to scottish-clans.com forward slash summerled and I've got a, a free PDF download that'll show you how that all lays out. And I've got dates in there so you can see where they were about the time of the Battle of Bannockburn at 1314. So go check that out if you want to visualize that. If that got a little turned around for you, go get that free PDF download. I think it'd be helpful. That's why I created it. All right, let's move on to the next one, the McGregors. 
McGregor's claim to have been at the Battle of Bannockburn. Well, according to Martin McGregor, a Scottish scholar, he says that Gregor, who is the eponym of the clan, clan Gregor, or the McGregors, flourished in the first half of the 14th century. What does that mean? Well, it's the same implications about Parlin for the McFarlands. It looks like maybe they would have overlapped lifespan-wise. But if the one you're taking your name from lives during the time, or maybe even slightly after, he doesn't give exact dates because I don't think they're to be had. If Martin McGregor can't find them, I don't think I can. Uh, He's paid to do that research. This is just a hobby for me. But um, if he doesn't have an exact date on it, the first half of the 14th century, that's a 50-year span. Somewhere in there, he's convinced that that's when Gregor lived. So he may or may not have been alive at the time of the Battle of Bannockburn. And so therefore, there was no clan Gregor at the time of the Battle of Bannockburn. Now, if that's true, then they could still have had ancestors who were in the Battle of Bannockburn. The clan, not as a clan McGregor. So that scene in Braveheart, where they come running up, I remember this distinctly, and they say that they're the McGregors, and they're here to fight with William Wallace. Totally made up. Never happened. There wasn't a clan Gregor, if Professor McGregor is correct on this. All right. The, the last one I'm going to do, and I'm going to wrap it up, is are the, the, the Mackays. Now, on this one, we're going to give it to them. If they claim they were at Bannockburn, I'm not saying, once again, that they were there or that they weren't. But time-wise, I think they comfortably fit in here because... During the 1100s, there was a series of rebellions in the very far north from the province of Murray. The rulers of Murray are supposed to have descended from Canal Lorne. So we're going clear back to Dalriada days, clear back to a kingdom that existed up until the Vikings came in, and they merged, moved east, merged with the Pictish royal house, and became one nation of people, one group of people with one king over them instead of the Picts and the Scots of Dalriada. So that Canal Lorne, instead of pushing east and, and setting up there in the, uh, the Perth, Scone area, um, they, were, they moved up the Great Glen toward Inverness, and you have this province of Murray, and one of the ruling kindreds up there were the MacHeths, H-E-T-H, and from the McHeths, I believe, and I've seen a few other um, scholarly opinions on this one, that the McHeths, see, I, which Mac-I, that name used to have a D or a DH on the end. At one time, it may have had a TH sound. That D may have had a TH sound. That's what I think that MacHeth is, MacHeth or MacEth. Is, is, it's a different, it's an English, bringing it into English or Latin or Scots as Macheth, but it was really an older version of the name I, Mackays. I believe they're the same group. I believe that the Macheths were, were Mackays and that they've been around at least since the 1100s by that name. And they were, after those rebellions were crushed, they pushed north and occupied Strathnaver, probably under the Earls of Caithness. All right, so I, I am convinced that the Mackays were plenty old enough to have been a clan by the Battle of Bannockburn. All right, time-wise, I got to wrap that up. Guys, if you find this at all beneficial, 
One, share it with somebody who you think would like it. Two, go give me a rating on whatever you, if you're, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, please just go on there. Give me, I mean, give me some stars, bro. Just give me some stars. Um, yeah, give me a star. Give me some feedback on the on the review part of it. Give me some stars. I hope I hope for five. Um, if you want to reach out to me and contact me, my email is thescottishclans at gmail.com. And the one last thing, if this is informative to you, buy me a drink. Buy me a buy me an energy drink. You can go to scottish-clans.com forward slash team and contribute to the cause there. This takes time. I've researched this this series of episodes on the clans and Bannockburn. This took me a few weeks to get it up and ready between running kids around, cool family activities, vacations, all that stuff. I try to squeeze this in where I can, and hopefully I'm providing something that's valuable to you. But if you think so, and you want to give back, cool. Scottish-clans.com forward slash team. If you don't want to give back, hey, that's cool. That's a part of listening to podcasts. It's just free content. So I get it. Totally get it. All right. So uh, anyway... Uh, stay, stay tuned. I still have another episode coming up on this. And until then, Marshin Leven Drasta.